0: This episode of Dollars and Cents is brought to you by Liberty Puerto Rico,
1: RSM Puerto Rico, Oriental, and Amy Taylor voiceovers. Hi everybody, this is Michelle Cantrovasquez, host of Dollars and Cents, a News is my business podcast. We're here with Matt Miller. He's the uh, president of HMS, which is the company that is now uh, offering and running the ferry services from San Juan to Cataño and vice versa, and from Ceiba to the island municipalities of Vieques and Culebra. Uh, Mr. Miller, thank you so much for your time. How are you? I'm
0: great. Thank you. and Thank you uh, for taking the time this morning. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, likewise, let's get right to it because I have a couple of questions. Um, okay. I, I, I I have a feeling that the San Juan to Catano service is running fairly well, right? So we can maybe just touch upon that and then skip right over to SEBA.
0: Yeah, we can. Um, uh, so I that's a, a great lead-in question just to get you up to, to date on where we're at with the transition. We've mm-hmm. made a lot of progress. We are not yet operating the service in San Juan. Oh,
1: you're not? Okay. We're not,
0: but we are operating part of the service out in Ceiba. So where we're at overall in the the first phase is three years long, right, for the contract. We're trying to get it done as quickly as possible. We've done a lot of work in the last eight months since we've been, uh, been down here working since the contract started. Um, what we're doing in uh, the Metro service right now is we've assessed the facilities and we've assessed most of the vessels and we're reviewing those assessments with ATM to figure out what additional work needs to be done to the facilities and to the vessels to get those assets up to the right standard. Okay. This is our opportunity as a partnership to get those assets to the right standard. Um, so we, which is a huge hurdle just to get the assessments done. We've also implemented the ticketing system uh, in Metro service and the Island service as well, we'll talk okay. about that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, we have um, updated signage and logo and a basically a nice facelift that will be coming to the Metro service uh, within the next uh-huh. within the next three weeks. Okay. Um, that that should be happening, including some additional customer service tools uh, for that service, meaning uh, kiosk, uh, information kiosk. Um, that riders can can see what's what when the vessel where the vessel's at in the route, what's available in Catano and San Juan nearby,
1: okay. um,
0: and also uh, terminals, uh, so they can get information as well. And this, this those same tools are going to be uh, implemented in, in SEVA as well in the next three weeks.
1: I thought that that an announcement had been made that you were already. Um... Running San Juan, I don't know where that may have come from.
0: Yeah, no, I think maybe maybe where the confusion was with the the um, we've implemented the ticketing there, and even that we haven't taken that service over yet because first before we sign a charter and we assume responsibility for the vessel or for the or for the uh, facilities, you know, we're going to work ATM and us are going to work together to fix those assets to the proper level that everybody. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Deserves right before we we assume that.
1: So. Have you been able to you know in the time that you've been in there? Have you been able to assess how much money, how much work is needed in San Juan?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know about the amount of money, but our initial uh, assessment, and again we're working with ATM reviewing that uh, actually now it's on it's ongoing right. Um, I, I don't believe that those facilities are will need much work. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, that's Beyond normal capital work, you know, and a lot of this is also just establishing with ATM what the long range maintenance plan for these facilities are Mm -hmm. to ensure that, for example, if the roof on the San Juan terminal, you know, has a 30 year life and it's at year 15, we know, okay, in about 10 years, we need to start planning the replacement for that roof. So we can put that on the replacement schedule. Part of it is developing. Also, a long-term maintenance plan, capital plan for the boats and the facilities, both in metro and out of the island service as well.
1: Have you already determined if there's a need for you to bring in a boat for that route?
0: No, there, there won't be. I, okay. I'm confident about that. Yeah, okay. I'm confident about that.
1: Okay, so why don't we hop on over to SEBA? Um, okay. I, I need to preface these questions by telling you that I'm, I, I'm part of several groups of residents of Vieques and Culebra who depend and use the ferry service on a daily basis. Um, you know, the complaints and the unhappiness is there. Um, the people, uh, you know, see the boats breaking down. They, they experience the delays and um, they're angry a lot of the time. So, can you explain what's happening with your participation in the Vieques Seba Culebra service?
0: Yeah. So, an update on the transition out at the island service is we've started. Well, a couple things. Let's just first start with the 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 short term. You know, I, I think when I talked to you last, I was very clear that. You know, the fix fifty years of neglect is going to take time. It will not happen overnight. We've mm-hmm. been very honest and open about that. Um, and that said, what well, when we got down here, what we initially did and in working with ATM is, you know, we quickly saw that there was a need to bring additional short-term uh, uh, vessels, vessels to yeah. the service right. to provide to provide some stability to the service and some capacity. So if one boat goes down another, there's no long-term lapse in service that people can still get to the islands. None of the charter vessels that are down here are vessels that anybody would ever uh, want to be part of the long-term solution for this right. island service. I'll be clear, I th- very I think, clear.
1: I think people have noticed that they, they've actually said that they're not really made for those waters.
0: Yeah, well, they, they're, they're operating safely. They, they, they're, they're, the Coast Guard wouldn't allow them to operate if they weren't safe for those waters. So we wouldn't have them down here if they weren't safe for those waters. Now that said, are they vessels designed for this route? Absolutely not. None of those vessels are, they're, they're not, but you know, what we saw is we need that additional capacity down here to stabilize and provide the people of VHS ways to get to and from so They're not stuck. And I think, you know, if you look back, you know, in the last five months, there's been very few times where people have been stuck. Now, some vessels have broken down, right? And that happens.
1: Yeah. But the good
0: thing is, the good thing is, is there's other vessels to pick up the slack. And that's, that's been a a good thing.
1: but, But, and I, and I thank you for that. But I have to interject because from what I've seen from the comments from people, there are many issues still with cargo. Um, and, and that's a problem for them, obviously.
0: Yes, I, I, I agree. And I said, I was about to say, you know, since mm-hmm. the Islanos come back, that, that has helped, because mm-hmm. there's clearly a need for cargo. And I mm-hmm. would add that there are two more additional cargo vessels, um, like the Mr. Mason and mm-hmm. um, the Lady Eve that mm-hmm. will be down here within the next two to three weeks, and okay. will be added to the fleet as well. So those two cargo. Vessels will come. Where will are come they?
1: Where are they now?
0: They're they're in uh just outside of New Orleans getting new improved ramps put
1: on. Okay. So awesome. it's
0: this it's the same company that provides the, the Mr. Mason. Okay. And when that's working with that company, so look, the the ramp that's on the Mr. Mason is not very good. You know, mm-hmm. cars bottom out, so let's redesign that ramp so the two vessels that come down have a proper and more improved ramp. And that's what they're, they're the final stages of that. Getting the Coast Guard approval on those ramps and the stability of the of the vessel, and they've had to deal, you know, storms as well yeah. uh, up in the Gulf, uh, just like down here. But those vessels, both those vessels, should be down here to add to the fleet um, okay. within the next couple of weeks.
1: So there'll be so- three cargo ships in the rotation. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Correct. And then, how many of those, if any, will be able to dock in Mosquito? Because that was something that apparently was. Initial, uh, you know, initially done, and then it didn't work because of the ramps, some something like that.
0: Yeah, well, that that Lady Eve can dock at mosquito.
1: It can, okay.
0: It can, right? Because it does not have a ramp, so it okay. it can dock. It, it can dock at mosquito. Now the other, the the 2 that they're coming down have a ramp, so they'll they'll um, dock downtown.
1: Downtown, right? okay, but, okay. Yeah. So in two to three so- weeks, uh huh.
0: Yeah, so that's where I was going. So one of the things is what we saw was we need capacity down here. It's clear that we need to get capacity down here, get some redundancy in the system. And I, you know, by the middle of September, there's going to be more boats in the HCM fleet that it's probably ever had in its existence. Middle of September,
1: middle of September. Okay, these dates are these dates are crucial. And that's why I repeat them, because people need to know when their problems are going to start being solved. Yes. And then
0: on top of that, we've been working with ATM closely to get the two vessels that are in the uh, yard—the Cayo Norte and uh, um, the—Cayo
1: Norte—and there's another one.
0: Yes, I'm I'm having a senior moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The two vessels in the yard in Tampa, we've been working closely with ATM to get those finalized and get those vessels out of the yard. And and those, you know, and. Our our view is we, we believe that those vessels will be out of the yard probably in November, okay. right? So, so November can... you're gonna have two more vessels coming, okay. coming down, the and that's the and
1: that's right right prior to you know um, high season for tourism from, on both correct. islands. Now we've been sure. talking about Vieques. Um, does the same apply for Culebra? Because
0: yeah, the vessels are well, you know, are for the the, okay. the, the entire uh, island fleet, correct? Okay, yeah.
1: um. You know so and, the, and, and I'm ahead, sorry just
0: is, so just to be clear so out of the out of the vessels right now we have a mix of who's operating them right the Islaño, the uh, ATM is operating um, the Julia Lee and the mr. Mason Puerto Rico fast Ferries is operating
1: okay
0: the summer wind Breezy Point and the Lady Eve we are operating the, the two vessels that will be coming down we will operate. And then we have a passenger only vessel that will be down here as well that's very similar to the julia lee that'll be down here in mid-september as well and we will also operate that and then eventually so that so for a while there'll be three different operators you know Mm -hmm. Mm operating but atm is still in charge of scheduling the vessels um adding the vessels to the fleet and so forth until we get to the point where we assume all the operations and we're getting there. But part of it is first we want to get all these vessels down here and operate, which, which we're doing.
1: And more vessels
0: are, are coming. So that's, that's good for everybody.
1: And definitely you need to have backups because if one of these vessels breaks down, you need to be able to fill that hole quickly, right?
0: Absolutely. And that's what this will do. And that's a great, that's a great improvement for the people who live on the island uh primarily and then also for the visitors, but primarily for the people who live on the island now they they, they can see i mean shoot in, in november you know i think we're gonna have nine vessels in the 18th, no, 18th. that's what i was gonna so ask this, you
1: how many nine okay yeah
0: i mean that's 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 good and the good thing is we'll be able to keep those vessels again not vessels that are designed long term for the service but what it will do it will allow us now to take the time to finish assessing the ATM boats, working with ATM to get those boats to the proper level mm-hmm. um, to where we can then operate and maintain them for the next 20 years, you know, and that those vessels are good vessels for the for for that service. Do you,
1: th- do you think that they'll last that long though? Because some of these boats oh, they are
0: absolutely old. <laughs> will. So I think I mentioned this to you before. You know, the average age of our of the vessels that we operate and maintain are well over 30 years old. Right.
1: You've been into
0: you that. know, I, we we operated a, a vessel in New York City 7 days a week, 18 hours a day, 365 days a year that was 65 years old <laughs> and it had a reliability rate of 90 98%. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, and it and and, and you know, the, the New York uh, harsh winter weather on top of that. So my point is, uh, you know, these the ATM vessels that are currently in the fleet they're, they are clearly um, uh, young enough to where they have a, so, a very long life. Vessels should last a long time.
1: And these you know? and these are really their workhorses because, you okay. know, they're, they're running these routes every day, all day. Um, so so uh, one of the important aspects, and I ask you, you know, it will be maintenance. Do you have a crew, you know, maintenance crew? Yeah. Do you have the facilities? Uh, how, how is this going to work?
0: Yes. So the same way it does at all of our other locations, that again, that operate, you know, um, the same amount of time. And that is, and we've already started to implement it in the vessels that we're operating, a, a maintenance program that, that provides your, your, your daily maintenance, your weekly maintenance, your quarterly maintenance, and then your long-term maintenance. Your, your, your every two years when the vessel has to go to the yard, it starts developing what that work, that work list is for the yard work, mm-hmm. right? And it and it plans it all out and um, down to what you do almost every day on the vessel. And you know, if you look at our our fleet, you know, of you know, of, shoot between New York and the rest of our our vessels. We have like 50 vessels on our fleet that mm-hmm. run ferries and you know, and this maintenance program works. And that's something that's been lacking. They can not not as a result of, you know, the, of of anything of anybody that's currently an ATM. So don't, don't get me wrong. I think that the engineers are working hard to keep the vessels going. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a lack of trying, but it's, it's, it's hard to um, create a system if you don't have any expertise in it. And we, 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 what we, what we bring to, that's what we bring to the table is this, this depth of experience in, in managing a maintenance program. And a vessel maintenance program is, Totally different than an aircraft maintenance program or a bus maintenance program. It has its own challenges because of all the elements that the vessel. That well, the and, bus and will it's
1: also about money. The ATM with. has had money issues um, for a very well, long time. Well,
0: I, I, I would agree to disagree with you on that one. Okay, you know I, I think I, I do think again, not from anybody that's currently here, but if you look at the amount of federal grant money that that the Puerto Rican government ATM has received the amount of money that they've had to operate and maintain. That's that money's not been a problem. It's how the money's been managed in the past.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: it's, and it's proper, it's proper uh, planning, for example, for the yard availabilities, uh, when a vessel goes to a yard in Tampa, for example, Mm -hmm. I would say to start off, if the maintenance facility here in Isla Grande here in San Juan was up and it had a lift capable, which it has. Yeah, you wouldn't have, have to send
1: them anywhere. You wouldn't have. We don't to send have to send them, to send them anywhere. Yeah. This
0: is what I. This why I keep telling people. So the the money that that Puerto rico's sending to Tampa, we could we could do here at our base that we own that we operate. I mean, we meaning the Puerto Rican government owns it. Mm-hmm. And we could have those. There's no reason why we can't have skilled laborers here in, in San Juan, the welders, the, the pipe fitters, the carpenters, you know, the painters, mm-hmm. all, all the people that go into a shipyard. You know, there's no reason why we can't have it here. So part of it is because the boats have to go to the states because the maintenance facility is not working increases the cost. Yeah. Uh, on top and the of time. That, and the, time. <laughs> the, the yard, the yards specifications aren't necessarily well defined and because of that and and staffing issues that the yard availabilities seem to take a lot longer than any yard right. they, they shouldn't take a year mm-hmm. our experience is two and a half to three months you should be done and the boat should be back in service yeah from the yeah. time the two vessels that are currently cert that are in the yard in tampa for example it'll be a year before since they were dropped off mm-hmm. so so again, so it's not money, right? And that, the yards didn't get paid for that, but it didn't need to be a year. It should mm-hmm. have been three months, maybe three and a half months, four months tops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, all, so again, it's, it's not money. And again, this is not a, at all an indication of anybody that's currently trying to, in our partnership, because mm-hmm. they get it and they're working, we're working together to hurry up and get those boats back into service.
1: So. Okay, and speaking of service, this is another aspect of it. Um, ticketing. There are many questions about ticketing. Uh, I think one of them is, you know, the who gets to buy what and when. For example, I've seen people complain about the fact that they can't buy tickets um, in advance for maybe two weeks or three weeks. They go into the website and the ticketing sales, the ticket sales are closed for however long amount of time. So, you know, what's going on with ticketing?
0: What, another great question. Mm-hmm. So where we're at with ticketing, it was never contemplated that we would provide a ticketing system to ATM until after we assumed responsibility for and it was our agents, you know, HMS agents, HMS using the system, HMS, making sure that the system is being used properly, you know, until we were doing it. But because we wanted to do as much as we can early on and the old system, their license was expiring. So ATM asked us to provide the system that we were going to use to them much earlier. Mm-hmm. And we did. We jumped through a lot of hoops and we were happy to do it to provide ATM the current system. Mm-hmm. So ATM has the current system. H- HMS has trained them on the system, but all these policies, that's not HMS. So when tickets can be sold, that's ATM. Okay. If you go up to the ticket window, those are ATM employees. They're not HMS right. employees, right? We provided them a new tool, a, a new ticketing tool, the system to use until we take over. Then once we take over, then it will be our employees and us doing it.
1: And that's so, when you'll have a say? Is that when you'll have a say in, you know, what gets sold when and to whom? Correct. correct. When is that? When will that be?
0: Well, it's when we take over the Saba facility and that probably, you know, we've conducted the assessment of the Saba facility. And again, I think the, the facilities are actually are, and not that bad of, sh- of, of shape uh, of, of things that need to get done. There's some cosmetic things and some customer service things to be done, but, you know, the actual structure of the facilities are actually in, in fairly good shape. Well, so, they're supposed
1: to be fairly new. I mean, that's why yeah, they need so we'll, to
0: go so Right. You know, so that'll expedite that. I, I wouldn't want to give you a time frame, but I mean, it's not going to be within the next couple of months. I, it's, not before hoping, your, it's
1: not before year's end?
0: Uh, we're pushing for our goal. I'll tell you what our goal is our goal and ATM's goal as well is for us to have the facilities in the metro in in both the metro and the but primarily in the island service by the end of the year so you walk up to the counter; it's an HMS employee that you're interacting with when you're out when we're loading the the vessels it's our customer service folks that are helping you get on the vessel so that's our goal by the end of the year and I, I I feel confident we can get there but you know as you know, there's going to be a whole lot of things that we have to get done to get there, but I, I do think we will get there. So back to your question. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these things are, are policy issues and on how ATM is using the system. Right. And, um, we're providing them advice on how to use the system, but a lot of these, these things are, um, um, if the system's not used right, well, I'll just say this. It's, it's impossible to oversell uh, uh-huh. a, a route. So what happens, though, if, if there's a breakdown in how people are being loaded and the tickets aren't scanned, it is possible for more people to
1: mm.
0: say that they should be on the 8 o'clock sailing to Vieques than tickets that were sold, and seats, right? But so and I, have,
1: I understand that, but the problem yeah. is that the tickets aren't being sold. Like, for example, you have tourists coming in today or tourists planning to come to Puerto Rico today who knew about this a month ago, but they weren't able to buy a ticket to go to Vieques because the system was not available or was shut down or whatever. Well, term no, you that, want that to that
0: use. Just to be very clear, the system is working. The system provides... So it's not, Okay. ATM the ability to, to, to sell tickets based on the, the number of seats in the vessels that are, that are so they're the, not, on the not So are
1: they not looking to the future? Is that what it is? I mean, th- there has I, to be I, an explanation wanna, for why yeah, tickets aren't available.
0: I yeah, I, I wouldn't want to speak uh, for, for ATM on that. I think it's best to okay. probably ask ATM okay uh, uh, about that because you know i'm not in the but let me details. let me
1: let me phrase it differently in new york okay where you run uh, the system and you're the boss do yes. you sell tickets way in, in advance like if i'm if today is august you know 17 and i want to buy a ticket for december 25th can i do that uh,
0: uh most of our job sites are first come, first serve It's okay. unusual you could buy a ticket well well in advance. That well,
1: in, well advance. in advance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. what that wouldn't be different for Puerto Rico, probably. Right?
0: Right. The the buying in advance part yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, Way yeah. Way in I advance. Mean, we do like
0: for example on our job site in um uh, in one of the locations we, we run an operation in St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. uh, Florida, between St. Pete and Tampa, it's passenger only. It's a vessel similar to the just like the Julia Lee actually. And um, that you you buy in advance, you buy first a a seat for a specific route in a specific day. And we use the same system and it works fine. Okay. We never have a problem of of people showing up that have a ticket that can't get on the boat.
1: Okay. The other thing is that people are saying is that they so they can't buy it online and then they're being told that they need to buy it at the window. And then they go to the window, and they're being told that it's sold out. So there's something happening with the ticketing, and people are obviously upset. And the truth is that they're blaming HMS because the, you know the overall impression is is that the system has already turned been turned over to the private partner.
0: And and, and 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 yeah, and that's unfortunate. And you know, and that just it comes with the territory of of of, uh, of this. And you know, I I my I understand why people are frustrated. You mm-hmm. know, and I understand why they they think. Me too, and I'm be, not
1: even them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and
0: I understand why they why they think it might be the result of, of HMS doing something wrong. I get that, and it's why we we haven't pushed back because I, we view us as partners with with ATM. and collectively, if if one of us two is is um, not providing the service, it's a reflection on both of us. And I, right. I you know, right. take, I take some responsibility for that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but the point is, you know, th- those are a lot of, those are ATM uh, questions that I... I no, I and, know I, and I will
1: ask them now. Let me ask you one that I think okay. is, is, is up your alley. When you take over the ticketing system, um, will the HMS employees be new hires or will you be given the opportunity to ATM employees to fill those jobs?
0: So our, our, our hiring policy is, and we we currently now have 45 total employees, um, and all 44 of them are from here. I'm the only one not from Puerto Rico.
1: Okay. Um,
0: all the other uh, 44 employees are all from down here, and they are a mix of prior ATM employees, um, some Puerto Rico Fair employees, and probably a third employees that are that just want to get into this business okay. and we've been our candidates that we've that we review for each position have been spectacular. Um, and the, the folks that we have hired are, are top notch and we're very happy with that. Um, which is, which is good. So mm-hmm. I, how we're going to do all of our positions, including the, the, the ticket agents is you know, we put out. Okay, we're going to be hiring five ticket agents. Mm-hmm. Everybody can apply, including the current employees, and then we will we will um, evaluate who is the the best candidate for those positions. Okay.
1: So, if they're not hired by you, will they just remain at the ATM and other positions, perhaps? Because well,
0: I. Again, it's an ATM question, but my yeah. understanding of it is is they're provided several options. I think okay. early okay. an early retirement or early out, or they're guaranteed employment within my understanding is within another government. I agency. see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, this yeah. the single
1: employer thing. Okay.
0: Correct. Um,
1: yeah. because the reason why I ask you is because there are also many complaints about treatment. The treatment that um, residents and visitors get at the ticket window. Um, and so I'm just wondering what kind of criteria you're going to be using and whether you, you know, you're considering keeping these people. And if you are, you know, whether they'll be retrained or retaught, you know, how to well, we, <laughs> you know, yeah. deal with people. and yes yeah. no,
0: that, well, that's that's important. And we we have a, a long, rich history of our company is is founded on customer service. Right and, and experiences and, and providing whether it's a, a five minute ride on the boat or a five day cruise on one of our cruise ships, is provide each passenger the same world-class respectful experience um, from the time they arrive to the to buy a ticket to the time they get on the boat to the time they get off the boat and they get in their car or the bus and 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 leave. And they should be treated with respect. And and that's our one of our core values, and that's what I think if you if you look at the employees of the vessels that we're operating, I'm, I, I'm proud to say that I, I would challenge anybody to say any of our employees have not treated people with respect and, and been helpful and provided world-class customer service. Our goal, and I'm very confident we're going to be able to do the same thing at the terminals, all the terminals, Palabra, mm-hmm. labor of mm-hmm. the ACUS, Sabah, Catania, San Juan, mm-hmm. wherever it is, and on board our vessels and in the waiting areas and while they're boarding, you know, and be able to help and answer questions and provide and, and provide good experience. And I, you know, I've witnessed it out there as well, and it's not necessarily and I, I think ATM would probably tell you that, you know, that's that's something that they're um Will be happy that we take over as well to provide, uh, mm. um, yeah, ticketing,
1: a, a ticketing, is, ticketing is, is is basic. Um, I have one yeah. last question because I and I appreciate yes, your ma'am. time. We've, we're we're way into half an hour, but thank you. No, um, no worries. So, you said that possibly before year's end, there will be a bigger fleet to go, you know, connect yeah. Seiba, Vieques, and Culebra. Does that and
0: confident and I'm confident on that?
1: good so does that coincide perhaps with an increase in rates and ticket rates ticket fees so
0: so, so the rates for 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 the islanders and again this is ATM policy that right. we will we will work with them to implement this is mm-hmm. not hms mm-hmm. will never set the rates mm-hmm. at all through our whole contract okay you know the government did the right thing and we and we agreed that it was the right thing, that it wasn't up to us to set the rates. The, the, the people, the citizens of Viecas and Claybra need to be protected. You know, Matt Miller would never change the rate, but five years from now, if I retire, the new Matt Miller might say, I'm gonna raise the rates. Mm-hmm. We didn't want that. We wanted protections for the people of Viecas and Claybra. And that protection is is the government to set the rates. We can't yeah. unilaterally do that. Now we could recommend and I will tell you that, you know, I do think there needs to be over time just because everything costs more you know there needs to be some incremental but tiny and if you look at the at the the max the islander rate could increase in the 20 years that we're, that we that we have the contract it's like 60 cents over the course of 20 years but that's years. fair
1: because they live there but for me a tourist a visitor to Vieques
0: yes i, I should
1: i should have to pay a reasonable rate because i think $2 right which is the right now
0: yeah it's really low You're it's right. very and, low
1: i mean i yeah, don't like and, to pay i don't like to pay expensive for anything but fair right right
0: right and and and, and there <laughs> is there is there is work for a non resident rate to to go into effect once atm and us we and, and the and, and the mayors of Claver and Vieques, mm-hmm. we, we've already talked about it. We we, we already discussed it. We you want are. to do it right okay. to make sure that the people that live on Vieques and Claybra are never inadvertently charged the wrong rate. No, right. No, no. So no, once and we I... get that that okay. set up, uh-huh. then those rates will go into the new rates for non-residents will go into effect.
1: Do you know the date since you've been speaking?
0: No. I, well, what I told them well, it, it's not that's not in the meantime soon.
1: Okay. You know? No, it because, won't be this year, for example. No,
0: and the reason is, is, well, I believe, and, and so does ATM is, you know, we have more, more pressing things to worry about right now. Okay. We need to, we need to fix the rate structure because it, it's for the health of the long term of the system, but it's not something we, we need to focus our energy on right now. We need to focus our energy on getting the additional vessels, getting the vessels out of the yard, getting the, getting us the, the transition to keep it on track. Then we can look at those. Those
1: With so that, would it, that, would that, you justify any kind of rate increase. Right, right.
0: right. It, it's hard to, and, and rightly so, if I lived on Vieques or, or, or was a resident of, you know, taxpayer um, or a resident of, of uh, the main island here in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico to say, mm-hmm. you're going to increase my rate, but the service isn't any better. Right. What are you doing that for us? So right. that makes sense. So we're, I, I, there's I no just, plans to do that. There's no plans to do that. I don't for, at all this year,
1: I just always consider the residents of the islands because th- that yeah. you know that that in air is their only means on and off, you know, to get to school, to get to work for some people, to get to medical yeah. appointments. I mean, that's their only means of transportation between the, the yeah. island and Puerto Rico. Um, so yes, of course, they should be considered first and given the priority, right?
0: Right. I mean, Absolutely. You know. Okay. And we we totally agree with that.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Mr. Miller, thank you so much for your time. I, I certainly appreciate it. Um, let's keep in touch for whenever these new boats, you know, get here and join the yeah. the lineup, because um, you know it seems like the residents again um, are screaming for, you know, more consistent and better service. Yes, like they have for the past thirty or forty years. It's not new, but it needs it. It seems like it should be resolved, right? Yeah. these people. Yeah.
0: And and, and and we're getting there.
1: After our interview with Mr. Miller, we also reached out to Rick Newman, who's the head of Puerto Rico Fast Ferries, which also provides service to the ATM. Let's hear what he had to say. So can you tell me from your, you know, from your standpoint, you know, where you are and what the service looks like um, at the moment?
2: Sure. Good afternoon, Michelle. Uh, thank you for calling. Give me the opportunity uh, to uh Uh, answer some questions for you. Uh, Puerto Rico Fast Ferry has been providing services to uh, ATM and the government since uh, 2011. Uh, This is our seventh year uh, of uh, providing supplemental service. And in this particular round, we began in 2018 uh, with uh, four Fast ferries, two brand new uh, ferries uh, and two cargo ferries. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, at the present time uh, two vessels. Uh, one is a cargo passenger vessel <coughs> that uh, provides supplemental service both to Vieques and to Culebra. Front which, one, which one is that? Which one?
1: Which vessel? That's that?
2: the mis- Mr. Mason.
1: Mr. Mason, okay.
2: And, okay. and the other is uh, the Julia, which is a, a passenger fast ferry mm-hmm. that provides uh, service to Culebra primarily uh, and has for a couple of years now. So we're still under contract with ATM and uh, we continue to provide service. Um, in the, Since November uh, of last year uh, to through the end of July, uh, we moved on one vessel alone, 152,267 passengers
1: mm.
2: and on the other vessel, 36,042 and 15,034 vehicles on the Mason. Mm -hmm. So certainly we are uh, very uh, much a part of the Vieques and Culebra transportation system.
1: And how long is that contract good for? I mean, are you going to be around for a while or, or, you know, what's that looking like?
2: Well, uh, you know, I, I can't answer the question as to whether we'll be around, okay. but uh, we're, we, our contract has been extended to continue uh, providing uh, both of those vessels. And uh, presently, they're under uh, extensions of the original contract. So whether they'll be extended again uh, is up to the government. Uh, we have been extended uh, several times over the last uh, couple of years, it's not unusual uh, for the base contract to end and then additional contract. But uh,
1: but, but the current the current continue. extension the current extension is good through when?
2: Uh, one is up in uh, September. Uh, in September, uh, well, actually, both of them are up in September. Okay. Uh, so, you know what what happens after September? Uh, I, I really don't know.
1: That's interesting because, and, and to, you know, for full disclosure's sake, I've put in a call, um, a request to the ATM to get some of the answers um, to questions that mm-hmm. neither you nor, you know, HMS is, is really able to answer because the truth is that it's up to the ATM um, to run certain parts of the operation, right? But what Mil- Mr. Miller mentioned was that, um, you know, quite possibly there would be nine vessels um, running the Vieques, Culebra, Seba routes by the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he may have mentioned Mr. Mason and the Julia. So I'm just wondering if you've been, you know, informed about the possibility of being around till the end of the year.
2: No, we haven't. I mean, we no. take each contract extension independently. Okay. Uh, quite frankly, you know, we, we don't provide any service other than uh, the service of providing the crew and the vessels, uh, and I really don't know what's going on between
1: okay.
2: HMS and the government of Puerto Rico uh, in reference to. No, and uh, I understand. You know, I, I know,
1: what- I know, I know that the you know the situation with them coming in has been kind of thorny. I understand that, but it it just also seems to me that the um, the Mr. Mason is um, pretty much a key part. To, to cargo service right between the islands
2: yes it certainly is I mean it's a workhorse and you know we we rely heavily on it uh, and it's been a a good uh, uh, solid uh, vessel uh, as has the Julia um, I was mm-hmm. just looking at a report and you know we you know the whole month of July without one day out of service uh you know 31 days of continual mm-hmm. service by both boats uh you know that's what we're there to do and that's what we started doing in 2011 and that's what we uh, will continue to do until they stop extending our contract I suppose mm-hmm. uh, you know w- what's happening with a takeover of the system I, I have no idea I mean that's internal r- politics that, quite frankly, has not been disclosed with us at all.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just also, you know, the other thing that we we discussed and and I wanted to also bring you into the conversation was the issue of service continuity. You just mentioned now that you've gone on this stretch, you know, uh, uninterrupted stretch, which is good news, not only for you as a provider, but, um, you know, for the people of the islands who depend on this service. Right. Um, You know, let's just let's play devil's advocate for a moment, if you if you wouldn't mind and say that Mr. Mason and Julia are pulled from the lineup. What kind of a what kind of an effect could that have um, on the service between the island and the island municipalities?
2: I don't I don't think there's any doubt that it would be highly uh, disruptive to the transportation system. Uh, one because you know the reliability of those vessels, the amount of, of, of you know, uh, traffic that we move on those vessels uh, would have to be replaced with other vessels that right now uh, doesn't appear that the system has, uh, mm-hmm. and you know you, when, you know that's part of the confusion of what is going on here. I think that you know to some degree, uh, you know there's there's a substantial amount of confusion. And, you know, I I, I visit the islands uh, and, and I talk to the people on the islands and I can tell you that, you know, they themselves are confused uh, as to what's going on. They, they don't understand the integration. Uh, I believe that there's confusion as to what boats will be mm-hmm. available or mm-hmm. won't be available. I believe that they're confused as to why, uh, you know, the big company that the government supported so much, uh, you know, has replaced uh newer boats with old boats of 1988 and 1989 vintage that are not designed for these waters. And, you know, the people of Vieques and Culebra who rely uh, on their daily life to have transportation, uh, just wonder how do you, how do you re- replace uh, the, the, the coastal, which was built in, in 2019 uh, you know, or in in, in or the scutic built in 2019 with mm-hmm. with two old boats, and and this is the company that you know is supposed to, you know, be doing bigger, better than the local company, uh, Puerto Rico Fast Ferry. So, obviously, that creates a lot of you know concern and a lot of uh, uneasiness as to the reliability of uh, you know the next step in the transportation uh, to be provided by. You know, the government, whether it's through HMS or whoever, it, it leaves a lot of doubt. And I think people are uneasy. And I, I believe if I lived on the islands, I would be the same. I would be uneasy. How do you take out, a, you know, you, the Julia uh, was built in uh, May of 2019. It's a brand, mm-hmm. brand new boat. The motors and systems are still under, you know, warranty. Mm-hmm. And, and if you take that boat out, what are you going to replace it with? Uh, An old boat, 1990, 1992. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the concern that people have because, you know, they've seen this happen over the years. I think on the other side is that they're concerned about where are the ATM boats? You have uh, various Mm -hmm. boats in the fleet that haven't been seen for uh, a couple of years, uh, you know, a couple of them are up in Florida. Yeah,
1: and that's and I'm so glad far. you brought that up because I need to know the names of those two vessels. Do you know which of, which those two are that are in Tampa? I,
2: Isla Bonita and oh. Cayo Largo.
1: Ah, wow! And those are big, big vessels, right? Those are some they're, of the
2: bigger ones. Those are workhorses. They're big boats. Mm. Uh, the the uh, Isla Bonita is the newest boat in the. ATM mm-hmm. fleet. It's a 2014 boat, uh, you know, fairly fairly new, and uh, you know, it's been in in dry dock or or mm-hmm. at least at, at a shipyard. But all those, you know, that it, that also is a question that a lot of people ask me when I'm seen in the island, because obviously everybody knows me on yeah, those islands. Yeah. They come up to me and say, you know, why doesn't atm have their boats where are the boats so Mm -hmm. what's going on why did why did our government or atm let this company come in and provide us these old boats and Mm. and you know why aren't you guys being contracted to stay on longer and you know i mean i i think these are these are not extraordinary questions they're they're legitimate questions if you live on those islands and you depend on Boats for transportation, uh, it would be logical that you would be asking those questions, Michelle.
1: Yeah, no. And, you know, I participate in several uh, groups in social media that are run by uh, residents of the islands. And there it seems to me and I don't live there or, you know, I only go visit every once in a while. But it seems to me that their concerns are legitimate um, as residents of the two islands who can only either, you know, go out, you know, get off the island on a, on a boat or, you know, on a plane. Um, So any kind of disruption is, is significant um, and serious. The other thing that, that, you know, is mentioned often, and I know that you probably have nothing and no control over the situation, but it's the ticketing um, system. Um, People are bring up, you know, quite often the issue of, you know, how tickets are sold to whom and when. Um, -hmm. you know, is that something that you have anything to do with at all?
2: No, we've never had anything to do with the ticketing. Uh, it's always been an ATM function, uh, and in the RFP, uh, we, uh, included in the P3 uh, proposal we made one of the best systems, uh, for this type of a. A ferry operation having worked in the operation for six or seven years
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and knowing about all the issues and parameters are the types of travelers and how they travel and how they travel their their construction materials and their goods and services uh, we obviously had all that information so we ensured that we uh, selected and designed for that um, purpose uh ticketing system unfortunately in the evaluation process uh the evaluators of the committee uh gave us no credit uh for that system which you know could be from you know one uh the fact that they didn't understand what we wrote uh number Mm. two maybe uh there were influences that Quite frankly, you know, the decision had already been made, which is what we're hearing more and more, that it didn't matter what we wrote, mm. uh, the decision was gonna be made for somebody other than us. Uh, but I can tell you that people are totally disturbed with what they've seen in the last uh, six weeks from the new system that was installed, uh, the new ticketing system, uh, quite frankly, uh, does not appear to be that much different than what was there before. Uh, I believe that there are many components to that system uh, that could have made uh, the transition uh, much better uh, with a ticketing system that's far beyond well, what I'm, I'm seeing now. So maybe it's because, you know, the new system has not been totally integrated. Maybe right. it's because that's what I was
1: going to say. Apparently, Maybe it has a- software problems. Yeah. Apparently, the you ATM know. is also still running the ticketing system. Um, there's a new well, platform for the ATM... system.
2: I don't know who runs the ticket system in terms of who sells the tickets. I, right. I believe that the the system, there, the software that was put in, I believe, is a new software. If that's the case, it has some deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 in and, and the deficiencies, you note know, when. You know, the whole system collapses when you have, for instance, somebody gets on a boat, a party of four, five, six people get on a boat that's supposed to be going to Culebra. Uh, their tickets say, you know, uh, that they're going to Vieques and they're going to Vieques. They're not going mm-hmm. to Culebra. They got mm-hmm. on the wrong boat. Well, that shouldn't happen. <coughs> the mm-hmm. system has to be such to avoid people getting on the wrong boat, because if your destination is Culebra,
1: yeah, you, you shouldn't get be going to a Vieques. Vieques. Right. Yeah.
2: And and the yeah. problem with that is, you know, you, you, one says, well, easy, you know, get off and get on the other boat. Well, that doesn't happen so easy because no. people have to, they get all their luggage. They have to claim mm-hmm. all their stuff. Sometimes you have to move a lot of baggage to get to the people's baggage because it's hidden behind other people's baggage. And so what happens is you have a delay in the departure uh, and a delay in the departure screws up the entire itinerary for the rest of the day. These are things that the property, proper ticketing system, ticket collection, ticket review, uh, and accountability all prevent uh, this is from happening. I mean, how, how many times at an airport do you see people get on the wrong airplane? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you know, you're going the to seventh. Florida and you get you yeah. get on an, on an airplane to New York. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So why 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 does it happen here? And it, it well, shouldn't. And so other, obviously,
1: and the other it, obviously thing
2: there's is, some deficiencies, yeah. and I believe the the, the people of Yeguas and Palabra have witnessed it
1: and the other thing is that you know there as far as I know there isn't a route connecting Vieques to Culebra directly that route doesn't exist it used to Mm. right but there is no maritime route between Vieques and Culebra right now
2: not officially at least since I've been in the system since 2011 I haven't seen a Mm. route uh, that uh, route that takes you Vieques to Culebra I believe that was tried uh, sometime I was told in the '80s and, yeah, and, it's in, and '90s, barely did Yeah. Now there's yeah. not enough traffic uh, between the two islands to warrant uh, connectivity oh. on a, on a routine basis. Uh, oh, yeah. Now there have been triangulations done where because of the shortage of equipment, you have had a boat that's had to go to Vieques and from Vieques it goes to Culebra, picks up people and, and comes to to, to mm-hmm. Fard or Saba. Uh, but those were those were exceptional situations for the good of the system because of the lack of equipment. But on a regular basis, I would say that the cost of running that route and
1: yeah, maintaining the route mm-hmm. there's
2: not it's 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 not cost effective. And and the other thing is uh, the sea conditions are typically from east to west, and when you're uh-huh. when you're going when you're going south towards north, you know from Viagas uh, to Culebra, uh, that's a very rocky road because you're taking the waves on the starboard side of the mm-hmm. vessel, uh, mm-hmm. and it makes the vessel uh, rock instead yeah, of going, yeah. you know, right. uh, uh, bow to stern it's uh port to starboard. Yeah. And that's,
1: that's very, a very, very rough ride.
2: <laughs> it's a that rough, a ride. Really rough and so, ride. So it's not really something that, uh, you know, I, I would recommend on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And if you go to smaller vessels, because you're going to meet the lower you know volume of people, then, then, then that ride is even worse. And you still have the, all the costs involved of insurance and fuel and, and employees, so mm-hmm. you know, downsizing the boat doesn't necessarily solve the problem. But again, these are all things that ATM uh, has to study and determine. You know what the what the revenue protect you know uh, uh, potential is, mm-hmm. and see you know what works for them. Right now, uh, you know, their best shot is to get their boats back in order, get in service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our boats, for instance, uh, the Mason is a great boat and it does you know its job like like did the kate and the evan other boats we've had here but it, it it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's just solve the immediate that. problem
1: yeah.
2: yeah yeah because because quite frankly you know they they shouldn't be using or spending all the money on the barge mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: you know because that's a very inconvenient and 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 quite frankly antiquated method uh to to transport uh, vehicles and goods and services because if you had your big boats the isla bonita the isleño the callo largo mm-hmm. you would have mm-hmm. sufficient cargo space and capacity tonnage as we call it you would have enough tonnage capacity that you would not need the barge and when you mm-hmm. think of the fact mm-hmm. that the barge can do one trip to culebra with maybe 50 60 vehicles the fact of the matter is that if you have one uh, large vessel, you not only transport hundreds of passengers, but in three or four trips, you can do a lot more than 60 mm-hmm. uh, vehicles. So in essence, on a, in a 24-hour circle cycle, you're much better using a Mr. Mason, a, 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 an Isleño, a Cayo Largo, or a Isla Bonita mm-hmm. than you are one trip trip. Uh, on the barge so you know there's there's a an economy of scale that needs to be considered and they need to get their fleet up i i've seen some very positive changes in atm over the last couple of months hopefully oh, yeah? they'll stay mm. hopefully they'll stay in that mode i i believe that you know they're doing the best they can now to stick to an itinerary they're doing the best they can to get the boats off the dock on time mm-hmm. uh they're running probably more uh v ve- more more Trips totally all Mm -hmm. all boats together to those islands than historically they've ever had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are they spending more money than they ever had? Probably because the more vessels you have and the more trips you do, the more fuel you burn, the more crews you have, the more Mm -hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Plus, I assume they're paying us, they're paying HMS, plus they're paying all their own operation. I would imagine if anybody ever totaled. All that money up—it's probably a historical amount of dollars for the operation of the ATM.
1: Well, but the 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 thing is that at the end of the day, it's um it's a basic service, right? I mean, it's not even it's not even a uh, luxury a, or an option. It's, um,
2: it's a lifeline service, so, right, Michelle. The word right. is lifeline. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the lifeline between two disconnected islands uh, to to the main island. It's a connectivity a lifeline for students for for mm-hmm. medical purposes mm-hmm. for goods uh, for for retail it, it it is an essential component that cannot be uh, just turned over just because the government decided that it was going to privatize There's, this is this is a process that needs a lot more diligence and thinking auditing and review because i can tell you that uh, from where I sit now, I think that they're going to be surprised at what this whole system is going to cost them and that a lot of what was said in the RFP process uh, was nothing more than smoke and mirror. It, it will mm. c- not come to fruition. That's okay. my opinion.
1: Well, you know, we'll see what happens again. Um, you know, there were some kind of predictions from now through year's end about what the service could look like. Um, everybody sure. knows that December is a busy month for tourism. Um, right. and, and that's something that, you know, both island municipalities have been looking to um recover. You know, not only because of the um damage caused by Hurricane Maria, um, but also, you know, the obvious pandemic situation. I mean, it, it's been a it's been a tough um couple of years for the islands. Oh, definitely.
2: Um, no, no doubt about it. I mean, the islands have been challenged. I think we're seeing now a higher volume of travelers uh, than uh, we typically saw for the past year plus uh, when we were under COVID restrictions. I mean, we're still doing sanitizing after each uh, mm-hmm. leg. of. We're still Following, you know, the mask uh, mandate, uh, it's not a mandate. It's our mandate. We're making sure that people wear their mask, and we're mm. very strict about it. And uh, we're wiping down all the seats with uh, with sanitizers after every mm. trip. Uh, all the tables and desks. We're sanitizing the air because obviously you're in a closed-in environment and so all those components are very important for us right now for the protection of our
1: well of and, our I, crew and well, i'm sure you know. and you're probably working with municipal authorities um, on both islands because i know vieques has been um, pretty um adamant about their vaccinations and keeping sure. their population healthy so, I'm just wondering how much of what you're doing is in line with what the municipality um, wants to happen.
2: I think, I think it is. And, and I think the municipalities need to stay rigid on, on the COVID restrictions and the mm-hmm. COVID uh, prevention. Uh, I, I think I commend uh, ATM and the government for having been able to have. Uh, the National Guard since the very beginning of COVID in March of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, they continue to be there. They have a presence. They're doing all their checking. They're doing, you know, all the, you know, they, all of what they need to do. And hopefully, uh, ATM and the, and the government will continue to have that relationship with the uh, with the National Guard because I think it has been a great protection not only for our crew members but also for the people that travel on our boats to and from those islands.
1: Just for the record we want to let our audience know that we did reach out to the ATM to get some of the questions that came up answered however they didn't return our requests for interviews. If you, our listeners, have a topic you would like to hear us discuss in this space, please send us an email to news at newsismybusiness.com with your suggestions. Until next time. This episode of Dollars and Cents was brought to you by Liberty Puerto Rico, RSM Puerto Rico, Oriental, and Amy Taylor voiceovers.